I've got a minor disturbance. Hello there and welcome to Date Fight. It's the podcast where we try to decide what the most important things that happened on this day in history were. I'm Nat Tapley and I will be taking you through what I think and then we shall throw it open to you, the good people of the public, who have made your own decisions and we'll see who makes the best decisions. It's usually you. Round one! Right, I'm going to take us to the 10th of September... 1897. Now, I know you all thought that today I would do the assassination of John the Fearless, and, you know, I, w- I was tempted. I was tempted. Uh, but there's not that much to say about it, uh, apart from the fact that John perhaps should have been slightly more fearful in 1897. Um, let's go to northeastern Pennsylvania. During strikes in the coal mines in northeastern Pennsylvania in 1875 and 1887, the mine owners had come up with what they thought was a pretty good wheeze, which was to hire recent Slavic immigrants, so Polish immigrants, Slovak immigrants, Lithuanian immigrants, they've hired them all to act as an extra workforce, so it didn't matter if you went on strike, because we'll just hire some other people instead. Um, So by 1897, there were large immigrant workforces in many of the coal mines in northeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, Conditions were, mm, how can we put it, terrible, I think. Terrible, yes, terrible is a good way of putting it. 32,000 miners died in Pennsylvania between 1870 and 1897, and during that period, wages fell by 17% uh, because of a slump in the price of coal. In August 1897, at the Honeybrook Division of Lehigh and Wilkes Bar Coal Company, they decided to lay off a lot of workers, cut everyone else's pay, and raise the prices in the company towns. Because if you were a miner, you tended to have to live in a company town. So you would, they would pay you your wage. Out of that, you would then give a lot of money back as rent for your house. And if you wanted to buy anything, because mines tend to be in remote places, because, you know... So you, don't want to live next to a mine. No one wants to live next to a mine. Um, so there weren't any shops around. So the only shop would be the company shop, and you'd have to buy all of your food, all of your weight, uh, all of your clothes, um, all of the provisions you need for your house and your family uh, at the company shop. So although you might get paid a wage, you then very quickly gave most of it straight back to the mine owners. Um, so in August 1997, the uh, Wilkes-Barre Coal Company decided to raise prices in their company towns as well. So on August the 14th, between 25 and 35 teenage drivers walked out um, and within two days, almost 2,000 miners had walked out and a strike had begun. By 18th of August, almost everyone had joined the United Mine Workers, uh, but not the Slavic uh, workers. They tended not to join the union uh, because people were racist to them a lot. Uh, However, when United Mine Workers demanded a 15% wage rise, many of the Slavic immigrants decided to join as well. So on August 23rd, the company agreed to pay overtime um, and agreed that people wouldn't have to have company housing anymore, that they could see their own doctors, and people went back to work until two days after that it became clear that many things were going to be reneged on. Uh, There was a second strike at A.S. Van Winkle, which sounds... It sounds really cute. Oh, yes, I want to work at A.S. Van Winkle. But it was a terrible, horrible coal mine where you definitely didn't want to work. 
And when the second strike started, A.S. Van Winkle, A.S. Van Winkle thought they had a pretty good idea. It may even have been A.S. Van Winkle himself. I don't know. Had a pretty cunning idea. They said, we'll hire some of those recent Slavic immigrants and they will work instead of the striking people. Ha! How'd you like them apples? And so they did. They hired a new workforce who turned up and on the first day went, no, now we're joining the strike as well. So up yours, A.S. Van Winkle. On the 1st of September, new pay rates were announced, but only for some workers, and the company reneged on many things that they'd promised. So, by the 3rd of September, another 3,300 miners walked out of another four mines, and there was now a pretty general strike going on in northeastern Pennsylvania. The mine owners, of course, were used to labour relations, and as experienced negotiators, they had um, something I can only imagine is a must if you're going to try and go into labour negotiations regularly. They had their own police force who were meant to um, commit violence against people who tried to strike. They were called the Coal and Iron Police, but in this case there were too few of them. So they had to phone County Sheriff James F. Martin. That's County Sheriff James Martin, uh, not to be confused with the Chef James Martin. You can tell the difference because one is one of the most terrible people known to humanity and the other shot unarmed miners in the back. On the 10th of September, 1897, between 300 and 400 unarmed strikers, uh, most of them recent immigrants, marched to Latimer to campaign outside to get people to join the United Mine Workers Union, and they were met by 150 of James Martin's armed deputies. Now, the deputies had been heard all morning joking about how many strikers they were going to kill, and they did promptly open fire on the unarmed crowd. 19 were killed, 50 people were wounded, most people were shot in the back and had multiple wounds... Um, and it led to the National Guard having to be called in. The miners were so distraught, they ended up destroying the house of mine owner Goma Jones. Good, I suppose, in that case. Um, 73 deputies were tried, and because uh, they were acquitted, everyone's always acquitted. You know, you can film, you could record people beating people and murdering people, and as long as they are an official of some sort of law enforcement agency, chances are you'll get off. If you do want to be a murderer, I mean, I'd suggest joining the police. Um, so that's mine today. It's the Latimer Massacre, the uh, killing of 19 unarmed immigrants uh, who are peacefully protesting uh, outside a mine by the state. There, that's cheery, isn't it? That's the 10th of September. Let's see if you've got anything cheerier. Alex Buchanan says, um, I've got a sore pinky after a rough wooing. <laughs> Oh, this sounds like it's going to be quite the story, doesn't it? Okay, let's settle in. Here we go. What's Alex got for us today? Um, Alex says he's got the Battle of Pinky, or the Battle of Pinky Cluch. I don't know how to pronounce it exactly. Which was the last pitched battle between England and Scotland, one of the first modern battles on the landmass on which we stand. Happened in 1547, 10th of September. Uh, the Scots, um, before the battle started, taunted the English, calling them loons and takes and heretics, um, which I suppose would annoy you, maybe. Um, and the English were annoyed, and they they were. There was, they defeated Scotland pretty thoroughly. It was a catastrophic defeat for the Scottish, and it was known as Black Saturday ever since. Is that more important than the Latimer Massacre? Mm, possibly. I don't know. I don't, do we all, do we always have to have a winner? Isn't there enough conflict in the world? No, no. We're listening to a podcast called Date Fight. Do your job. Decide the fight. We don't listen to something called Fight because we want less conflict. We are fundamentally avaricious for more 
and more violence. Come on, Nat, do your job. Fine. In which case, um... Alex Buchanan... No, no he doesn't. The last of a massacre, I win. I win. Yeah, and if you don't like it, well, you know, listen tomorrow and maybe there'll be something else you do like. Um, this is terribly hostile and vaguely unappealing um, but it is cheerier some days please do come back tomorrow to find out more about the wonderful terrible and amusing things that happened in the past and we'll try and keep you entertained and informed if you would like to get in touch with us on twitter it's at date underscore fight if you'd like to get in touch with us on facebook it is um, facebook.com forward slash date fight um, if you can weed us out through all the hideous right-wing propaganda that probably fills your Facebook feed. If you want to support us on a regular basis, you could go to Patreon at patreon.com forward slash datefight, which will enable us to keep doing this far into the future. Or, if you don't like us that much, we have a Ko-Fi, 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 the, the Ko-Fi thing, um, which you can also uh, buy us a Ko-Fi, if you like. Anyway, if thanks for thanks for being here it's been special it's been a pleasure and i will see you all tomorrow when i'm sure jake yap will actually have some internet and regular service will be resumed that is not a promise don't hold me to that oh that was a hostage to fortune bye <laughs>